everybody and welcome to the hack my homestead podcast this is sean mills and today is monday october 30th 2023 i've got a couple things to update you guys on uh, i actually had a couple outlines written for last week and was just so busy that uh, i never forced myself to sit down and actually record anything so as i'm getting ready to head out to the survival podcast uh, this week I wanted to get a few episodes recorded and, and out and uh, give you guys some stuff to chew on. And then I'll be back and hopefully, uh, I don't want to make any promises that, I'm, that I might uh, break, but hopefully a lot more active and um, regular with these podcasts uh, once we get into November. So with that being said, I wanted to bring you guys up to speed on the solar workshop that I led down in Southeast Tennessee, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. We were working with a group called the Agora in Tennessee. It's the, I guess you'd call it the Chattanooga Freedom Cell. And these guys have really taken it to another level. They have a food church that they have created and uh, essentially, it, well, they've got a church they've created that's kind of like a liberty church, and they call it the Agora Ministries. And then as a part of that, they have their food club. And the food club is a private membership association, and it allows them to kind of pull the money from a bunch of different people in that southeast Tennessee, North Georgia area, and utilize, and I guess maybe even a, a little bit of Northeast Alabama, but utilize that combined buying power to get better deals from local producers. So if I were to call up a local farm and say, hey, I'd like to buy 10 pounds of green beans from you this week, they're going to be like, well, you can go to the farmer's market and get some green beans at retail price or at farmer's market price, whatever that might be. If I were to call and say, hey, I would like to get your best price on 300 pounds of green beans for each of the next six weeks while green beans are in harvest. And I'd also like to talk to you about anything else that you guys might have that you can provide in bulk to our food club members, but we want wholesale pricing. Uh, Then that farmer is going to be like, oh, okay, well, let's have a conversation. And so I think that they, you know, they came to it with the idea of we want access to a better food supply chain. We have access to the people in our area, but, you know, those producers, especially the bigger ones that are really doing great things down there, they don't want to talk to someone that they're selling one or two items to unless they're doing it at, again, a farmer's market. And they've got people, whether it's family members or farm employees, that go out to the farmer's markets and work those. And they pay, they you know, they demand a significant premium over on-farm bulk prices when they do that. But that's how their business runs. But if you were to call that same producer up and say, hey, you don't need that employee. You don't need, or at least you don't need them to sell these things that we're interested in getting from you. And you do that with 10 or 12 or 35 different farmers in the area. Well, now you've got a wide range of different producers. And that's good because you might end up with one guy that loses a crop to one pest or another. 
and or you might have a guy that's got a south facing slope planted in something that I don't know got too hot one day and he's not going to have anything to harvest this week but his neighbor that you're also a partner with three farms down the road who's got the same stuff but his is planted on a southeastern facing slope didn't have the same problem so anyways I don't want to get into how do you build a food club because I don't know but I do know that I talked to those guys and I was really impressed by how they put all that together I mean it literally were just created out of thin air none of these people had experience with doing this with either excuse me either marketing food or you know buying from producers or or any of that they just went out and did it and they did it with the idea that you should be able to freely interact and freely do business with people in your community and and that's kind of like the way that their whole mission is based is again it's the agora the free open marketplace and i I just i love what they're doing down there i hope to be able to have one or or multiple of them on the show i talked to one of the guys that was one of the co-founders and it was really really interesting hearing how this all came together and all the different things that they're doing and all the different things they have available and then to find out that they, it hasn't even been a year since they started the food club. I mean, li- listening to them talk, I thought this was a, you know, year four or five or something like that. Like they had been doing this for a while, but that's not the case. So really, really impressed with how they went about building that and what they're doing as a service to their members. If you're in that area, I have no idea. Uh, excuse me. I don't know why I've got the yawns all of a sudden. But uh, if you're in that area, I would definitely reach out to the Agora Ministries and uh, get involved with those people. They meet up every month. I believe it's the first Thursday of every month. And I believe they've got a set uh, location for meeting these days. And um, in any case, very, very cool group. Great bunch of people. What we ended up doing while I was there was installing a 12,000-watt solar array and... We installed 30,000 watts of battery capacity. So it was six EG4LL, which is lifetime lithium batteries. And those come with a 10-year warranty. They have an LCD screen on front so you can look at all the individual cells and the overall battery packs percentage uh, or voltage readings. So same batteries I have in my house, so I was very familiar with those. And then two EG4 6548s, which is a 6500 watt output, 12, or no, I'm sorry, uh, 48 volt to 120 volt. And you put two of those together, they actually have a function where you can run them as a 240 volt split phase unit. So very cool uh, system, almost the same system that I have at my house, except he's got way more solar panels than I do. Uh, We took those 12,000 watts of solar and wired those up into three different sections, each having 10 uh, 400-watt panels. So that was 4,000 watts per string, and then ran each one of those strings separately into its own MPPT charge controller. And, you know, at peak on uh, on an October afternoon, where we're at the year, you know, the 30 30 degree or so year-round Tennessee angle and, you know, aimed basically due south. We were were pulling close to 9,000 watts, I believe. 
Now we did, we did end up. I guess it was something that we did. Not not a hundred percent certain, uh, but I think it was something that we did. We actually shorted out one of the inverters, and uh, come to find out that the inrush current on the battery side apparently is very very finicky, so to speak. Now the batteries are actually programmed to um to have kind of like a charge up cycle so they will protect the inverter but if you've got two inverters wired together if you're following me two inverters wired together and one of them's on and one of them's off and you turn the other one on you can literally blow it out just by doing that so i think it's a horrible design <laughs> um especially since we were actually using their pdp which is a power distribution panel and which by the way i loved for 350 dollars. i don't think you can buy the components in the thing for 350 dollars, uh, but it's really great way to keep all your wiring nice and neat and have you have a common bus bar and a common neutral bar um really was really actually impressed by that whole system and um I might end up putting one in at our house. I'm not sure. I don't know if we're going to put a PDP in. I don't know if I'm going to wait and maybe put in uh, the new 6,000-watt split-phase inverter they have or maybe even the 18kPV, which is essentially a 12,000-watt inverter. Um, I don't know. I'm kicking there. I'm kicking around my options. I really like that 12, that 18kPV, but it's pretty pricey. Uh, but I do really like that new 6K that they've got out. And whew, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it out soon because it's about time for me to wire stuff back together. And we've been running on a 120-volt, 6,000-watt inverter for quite some time now. For, you know, ever since we had the storm come through and knock our system out. So I am, uh, I don't know. i got to figure that one out. I do have my replacement 6,500 EXs. But, you know, I might be able to sell those on the secondary market and just upgrade my system. So I'll be thinking about that over the next couple of weeks. Um, but anyways, back to his system. So his system, really, really nice. Like, Love the PDP. It really, really keeps everything nice and beautiful and clean. And so, um, so that's pretty awesome. And then, you know, I... Um, I really was hoping that we could get that system in in one day, but once again, trenching and conduit, it'll get you. You know, I, I just, I wish, I wish there was a way for trenching and conduit to just not be a job where you could just kind of like wire, wirelessly uh, project that energy from one spot to another. So we got the panels run the mount built we got all of the wiring run over to the their power shed and wired into the two inverters we got the inverters wired to the pdps we got the pdp slash inverters wired over to the actual distribution box uh, which we mounted into one of his walls all of that done honestly you know we needed a few extra parts that we didn't have to make it look beautiful, but we didn't pull anything through conduit. Uh, we did not bury all of the lines. And because we had that issue with one of the inverters, we were not able to actually finalize the uh, build as it relates to um, 
the actual well, I totally lost my train of thought there. Uh, the split phase. We were able to wire it up in single phase. So the other thing I found out that I did not know is apparently uh, a lot of RVs, even though they take a 240-volt input, are really just 120-volt appliances. They just have two legs. Um, we What we did was is we wired our four-way plug. So we ran a four-wire service. That's two hots, a ground, and a neutral out to his RV plug. And we did not pull it through conduit. <laughs> we dig, dug the trench, kind of had most of the conduit done. He had some bins that he didn't have the, the right uh, sizes for. And um, honestly, I should have put a string or a wire in before I pulled the dadgum. Um, before, or rather, before I glued them all up. But I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking we didn't have a pull tape. Um, which, by the way, I've got one that I'll be keeping in my toolbox from now on for this very reason. Because it's the second, second job in a row where I've gone out to help someone and conduit didn't get pulled because of... Or either it didn't get pulled or it took way, way longer than it was supposed to because we didn't have pull tape. And then... So anyways, we ran the four-wire service outside of the conduit. He'll just have to deal with the conduit later. And we also ran a 120-volt uh, outlet out there. And then he was saying, hey, look... I." check this and I'm not using 240 and I'm like well, look if you're not using 240 even though it's not really right what we could do is we could just jumper your AC and run both sides of your panel from one inverter and you know if you tried to pull a 240 volt uh, circuit it would definitely fault out the inverter. Hopefully it wouldn't cause a problem, but if you're really, really sure that it's 120 volts on both sides and there's no 240 loads in there, then let's do it. And sure enough, he was right. We, we, we wired up one side on 120. We went in there and tried to turn everything on and saw some things came on and other things didn't. Then we wired the other side. So basically the way these plugs work is one, you know, you've got the two prongs that are opposite each other that are 120 volts uh, out of phase with each other and then you've got the top plug which is the neutral and then the one with like the l on it or the twist lock if it's one of those is the actual ground so um anyways we put all that together ran 120 on the other side went in all the other stuff came on the stuff that we were using before wouldn't come on and then there was some stuff that was obviously 12 volt because it came on either way so I was like, all right, well, let's do this thing. So, of course, we, we ran the jumper and uh, wired it all up, and he went in, and everything worked. And I was like, all right, well, let's pressure test this bad boy. Turn some stuff on. So he turns on an AC. It's like, I don't know, AC and a refrigerator and freezer and all the lights was like, I don't know, 2,800 watts. And I'm like, come on, man, we can do better than that. So he turned the other AC on and the heater. <laughs> and I think he turned the microwave on too. Uh, and we were up there at that point. I think we were above 90% capacity. Uh, we were nearing, you know, I would say we were nearing 6,000 watts, if not over 6,000 watts. And, but it was still handling it, handling it just fine. And so, uh, so yeah, I got the batteries charged up most of the way. Uh, I don't think they're living out there quite yet, but... They've got power all over the property. Uh, they've got power to their RV, which is going to be their temporary living quarters until they get their place built. 
And um, it was really cool to see all that come together, even though I would have called that job 75% done and it would have been great to have it 100% done. You know, they didn't hire me as an installer for this. Um, they, they paid for me to get there and go home and, of course, fed me and, and gave me stuff to drink the whole time I was there. Uh, and I ran the workshop and it was super fun. We had a great group of people. We had just, I mean, we had one of his neighbors was there, some other folks that were relatively local. Then we had some other off grid folks. We had a guy that's working on building out his, uh, homestead, uh, up in Northeastern Tennessee. We had people up from Georgia. Ah, it was so great. Everyone jumped in there, worked their butts off. I, I was, I had so much fun. I hated that we didn't get it all done, but I had a ton of fun. Uh, I'll definitely do more of those. I figure I'll probably do four installs a year and four workshops a year at the max. Um, maybe a couple workshops a year. I don't know. I don't know how I'll, you know, if once I get really good at running workshops, I might start actually charging for it. But right now, I think I'll just limit it to people that I've done uh, designs for. I am working on a design right now for a guy out in uh, Idaho. And so maybe that would be an interesting uh, install workshop for next summer if he can get some people together or we can start, you know, advertising that. That might be something where, hey, if he pays for me to come out, he gets the benefit of my expertise during the DIY build. Um, If he charges folks to come, they get, you know, he gets the benefit of, you know, some or all of my travel expenses get covered by what he charges those people. And then they all get the benefit of hands-on experience putting in an actual off-grid solar installation. And it was funny. I was talking to the guy uh, who's, you know, of the couple, the, the husband of the property that we were putting this system in on. And, you know, I was like, you know, how do you feel about all this? And he's like, well, you know, I got a little, little nervous having all these people that I don't know come out to my off-grid remote property. Um, you know, we really like our privacy. And so that's something we've had to deal with. But the other thing was, he's like, you know, I struggled early with the fact that we were charging a hundred dollars a head for this deal. But then I thought, you know, if someone had told me that I could go work with and alongside Sean Mills for a day on a solar install and ask him any and all questions and have him run a basically solar installation seminar with all the math behind why we are doing things certain ways, the other ways that we could do them and what that would mean for the system, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, then I would definitely have paid it. And I'm like, well, good, because that's how I want you to think about it is you're getting value from these people, but you're also providing value for these people. He's getting a lot of labor uh, and they're getting a lot of knowledge. And yet there's, there was some cash that exchanged hands uh, on top of that. But that was mainly driven by the fact that they had to get a porta potty out there for the weekend because they didn't have on-site facilities to handle, you know, 20 to 30 people. I think we ended up with 18 in all actuality, but I think they were planning on between 20 and 30 total. Um, And they fed everyone and they gave everyone food and drink, which, you know, coffee and coffee creamer and all the other adders to coffee and uh, they had tea and hot water and then they had lunch and drinks with lunch and you know I mean they took care of all of us so I can't imagine after they paid me my gas money and I had to take the diesel down there because I was camping on site so you know gas money was probably double what it otherwise would have been for me 
they probably didn't actually make any money on the deal, but they got their system up and running in two days. And, and a system of that size, you know, if I had just gone down there and it was me and Andy working together, we would have gotten 4,000 watts up and then we would have gotten the AC side done. And then I said, all right, now that you now that you know how to do 4,000 watts, you just replicate that twice to get your 12 and goodbye. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man, what a great, what a great time. You know, I just had such a great time. Um, I really do enjoy that in-person hands-on teaching. And um, like I said, I, I think I will do that. So any of you guys that are listening, um, if you either A, are interested in hiring me as a solar designer for your system, or B, already know how your system is going to go together, and you want to have a conversation about me coming out to your place and running uh, you know, a one or two or maybe even three-day solar workshop, um, email me, Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at hackmyhomestead.com. It's definitely a conversation that I'm interested in having because, like I said, I, I, I figure I'll do several of these a year. I've got a couple folks here in Tennessee that are looking at doing projects, uh, and I'll probably reach out to them and, and see about uh, getting getting some sort of partnership in place. But um, But, yeah, I just can't say enough about that group of people and the host too. I mean, you know, you got this couple that are freedom minded, um, just really, you know, sold their place in the city and bought some land and are building an off grid homestead. I mean, how, how great of a story is that? Uh, they've got two absolutely just cutie pie little girls. Um, one was seven and one was two and, you know, the seven-year-old is out there not intimidated with having a conversation with an adult, not intimidated, open, open to asking questions. Um, you could tell she's homeschooled, right? She didn't have that elementary school, go sit down and shut up in your corner um, thing that a lot of young kids that age have where they, they are almost fearful of interacting with adults. No, she was out there talking, sharing, um, showing us, you know, her uh, paths that she's built in the woods and little uh, forts and areas like that and out there asking what we were doing. And, you know, the next morning when it was just me and Andy out there working, you know, he's on one side of the tree line, I'm on the other. So she's going over and I hear her asking him, what are you doing? Why are, what are you doing that for? Why are you doing it this way? And then she'd come over the, and, and start, you know, grilling me on, okay, what is this for? Why are you doing it that, like that? Why are you using that color tape? Um, really, really made it enjoyable. And then their little two-year-old is just, uh, just awesome. <laughs> she was kind of scared of me at first. Uh, you know, obviously new person. But uh, warmed up to me, I think, by the time, you know, we were, we were finished up. And uh, at one point, her mom was going to the store to get some stuff we needed for the AC side. And, um, you know, she was like, well, I guess I'm just going to stay here. And I was like, oh, are you going to stay here with me? And it's not like her dad was right there. Like her dad was over working on the trench and I'm in there working on wiring. And uh, she's like, yeah, I'll stay here with you. <laughs> So I don't think she actually would have, uh, if given the chance, but, 
uh, it was just funny. It was just funny. And, and I hadn't been around kids that young in a while. I mean, my kids are 16 and 18. So that was really, really fun. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and yeah, and, and the other thing is, is both of them are very active. They're partners, uh, in, in the food uh, club, uh, and the Agora, uh, the wife is actually the one who managed, she wasn't even getting any solar panels, but she managed the entire solar panel group by for that Chattanooga group. And, um, you know, just great people. That's all I can say. Great people, beautiful family, awesome property. And uh, I can't wait to get back down there and check out, uh, their progress next year and, and on into the future. So I actually had some other stuff I was going to talk about today, but, uh, I'm coming up on 25 minutes, uh, just rambling on about, about that project. So I think what I'm going to do is go ahead and just chop it off there for today. Um, and then, uh, I'll probably go ahead and record the next episode right after this and set it for a delayed release. Uh, so that you guys have a little bit of content while I'm out there at uh, Jack Spearco's in Texas. Uh, but with that being said, hey, if y'all have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at hackmyhomestead.com. If you want to be added to the newsletter, you can email me at Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at hackmyhomestead.com. I have several uh, new folks that have recently signed up for the newsletter. So I'll be getting, I think I'm going to get the October newsletter out today on the 30th. If it's not today, it'll be tomorrow. I started working on it this morning, uh, just pulling together some different pricing information. I have been able to find a little bit of a break on some new solar panels, but it depends on where you are in the country because, uh, these are closer to the left coast and you might have a hard time, um, you know, justifying paying for the freight, but none of my business. Uh, <laughs> maybe you drive there and pick them up. That's on you. Uh, so with that being said, y'all, I will cut it out there for today. Thanks for joining me, and we'll talk to you next time.